Here we go. Today's daf is daf samach aleph. We're up to page sixty-one, and we are already on daf samach aleph. We are up to ibayiluhu. They asked a question, searching for information. This is five lines from the top of samach aleph amad aleph. Five lines from the top of sixty-one a ibayiluhu. And again, just to remind ourselves, we started the eighth parak uh, yesterday, and we're discussing a person who makes vows for a specific period of time. Um, and various expressions. What if he says until, uh, you know, until Shabbos is going to be that week. What if he says for a Shabbos, it's going to be through the next Shabbos, not just the remainder of that week. So now we're asking another Shaili, they asked the question, somebody says, I'm, I'm making a vow, I'm refraining from wine for a Yovel. Now Yovel we know is a 50 year cycle. So he says, I'm refraining, I'm not, I'm from tasting wine, Yovel. My, what does he mean by that? What is the halacha? Shnas chamishim kilifnei chamishim. Do we say it includes the next Yovel year, including the 50th year of a Yovel cycle? Oi kilachar chamishim. Now, the Gemara here is assuming you don't need to wait 50 years. The Gemara here is assuming if you say, I'm not going to taste wine, Yovel, what you mean is you're referring to the next Yovel year, whenever that is. But does it include the 50th year in the prohibition? Or is it until the 50th year starts? And once the 50th year starts, it's now allowed. That's the Shiloh. So Gemara says, Toshma, come and listen. Titania, we learned in Abraisa, you should sanctify the Yoival year, which means you count the Yoival year as the 50th year of the cycle. But you don't count the 50th year as year number one of the next Shemitah cycle. Meaning, Shemitah is, there's a 49-year cycle, and then Shemitah. Is Shemitah the first year of the 50th cycle? Meaning you have a Shemitah year, and then seven Shemitah cycles, and you're done? Or does it start with the seven Shemitah cycles, and then Yevon is the 50th year following the, the seven Shemitahs? Alright? So we say... You count, the Kiddashta means that it's counted as the 50th year, it's not counted as year number one of the next cycle, Mikan Amru. And fr- from here you see, Yaival has its own counting, and it's not counted towards any years of the Shemitah cycle. Because if it would be counted towards years of the Shemitah cycle, it could even be in the beginning. Rebuta says, that no, the Yaival year does count towards the Shemitah cycle. Therefore, what's going to happen is like this. Year number one is Yaival, plus it's year number one of Shemitah cycle. Which means six years later, it's going to be Shemitah. And then seven years, seven years, seven years, seven years, seven years, seven years, and then Yaival again, and hence he holds that, that every Yaival is going to be also, it's going to double as year number one of Shemitah. Understand? Meaning like this. How does Shemitah and Yaival work? Is it seven, 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 Yaival? Seven 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 Yaival, or do we say it goes like this? Seven years, seven years, seven years, seven years, seven years, seven years, Yovel, 
then seven years, seven years, seven years. You understand? Is the Yavel year, we know it's 50th year, but is it also doubling as the first year of the next Shemitah cycle or not? So, so first we said it's not, and Rebut over here is holding that yes, Yaiva will double as year number one of the next Shemitah cycle. So they said to Rabbi Yehuda, It says you had to work for six years. According to you, listen to this. According to you, Rabbi Yehuda, great challenge. You, Rabbi Yehuda, hold that Yaival is year number one of the seven-year Shemitah cycle. So let's look at the first Shemitah cycle. If Yovel is year number one, are you allowed to work the fields? No. Then you're going to have five years of work, and then the seventh year of Shemitah again. It comes out that in that seven-year Shemitah cycle, how many years are you allowed to work the field? Five, not six. Because, again, if the 50th year is also going to double as the first year of the next seven years, so I can't work my field during Yaival. And that's year number one. And I can't work during Shemitah. So if I have a seven-year cycle, and I'm not allowed to work in year one, and I'm not allowed to work in year seven, how many years are left to work? No, we said, we said the Shemitah year was both Shemitah and number one. No, not the Shemitah, Yovah. I mean Yovah. Right. So Yovel is also going to be the first, if Yovel is the first year of the next cycle, you're not allowed to work the, the land during Yovel. So that means in year number one of the Shemitah cycle, it's Yovel. Then I'm going to have year two, three, four, five, six, where I could work. And then the seventh year is Shemitah again. Right? The seventh year is Shemitah again. Where I can't work the field. So during that specific Shemitah cycle, I'm not going to be working year number one because it's Yovel, and I'm not going to be working year number seven because it's Shemitah. So how many years, if I don't have year one and year seven, how many years am I working now? Five. Ask the Gemara, but the Tyra says, you, you should work the field for six years. So if you're counting Yovel to the first year of a cycle, you're only working for five years. Right? Great Kasha. So Amar Lahem, Rebuta responds, Lidavrechem, well, according to you, you're going to have a different problem. Harei Huaymer, it says in the Torah of Osos Tuel that the sixth year of Shemitah that precedes Yovel, so that precedes Shemitah, so the Torah guarantees that in that sixth year you're going to grow enough for year six, year seven, and year eight. Why? Because the eighth year, you also don't have produce because you never planted in year seven. So Hashem promises, if you keep Shemitah, you will be supported for, in the sixth year, you will grow enough for year six, seven, and eight. So ask Shab Yehuda, one second. If you're going to tell me that Yovel is not counted as the Shemitah cycle, guess what? If you have a Shemitah that precedes a Yovel, here's what's going to happen. It's going to go like this. Year six, you need to grow for year six. Year seven, year Yovel, if it's a different year. And then the first year of the next Shemitah cycle. You're actually going to need it to grow 
for four years. The Torah should promise me four, in the sixth year, I should have four years of growth. Again, year six, year seven, year Yovel. If Yovel is not its own uh, a number, then it, if Yovel is, is not included in the counting, and then I'm going to need again for the first year of the next cycle, which means ultimately four years. Rather, what are you going to say? It must be that it's referring to a standard Shemitah cycle. In a standard Shemitah cycle, you need three years. So I'll say like this. Says Dili Nami, according to my Cheshben as well, who holds that Yoivel is included in the counting. What it means is, it's referring to a standard Shemitah cycle. Which means, in a standard Shemitah cycle that doesn't start with a Yoivel, that's where you work your land for six years. But this that you said, oh, if Yovel's included, so it should only save five years. He says, you know what? That's by, uh, uh, th- that's by six out of seven Shemitah cycles. It'll be six years, but by me, it'll be five years. In other words, we challenged him by saying, oh, if I, he says, that's for one cycle, but the rest of the cycles will be fine. Hence, I'm not blown out of the water. I'm sticking to my guns and how I interpret the Pusuk. Okay, bottom line is, we had a question. Is the 50th year separate, exclusive from the seven-year cycles? <clears throat> or is the 50th year counted towards the Shemitah cycle? Ultimately, we have a, we have a machlekas, and we have no proof either way. Okay, period, two dots. Two lines from the bottom of Samachal of Medalev. Here we go. Our Mishnah said, Ara Pesach Aser. Again, we're going through different expressions of vows. The guy says, I'm not going to taste wine until Pesach. Fine. So he said, you could drink at the Pesach Seder. What if he says, I'm not going to drink wine until before Pesach? So that was very vague. Until before Pesach, does he mean until Pesach starts? Or does he mean until Pesach's almost over? We weren't sure what that meant. So Reb Meir says that you stop before Pesach. And Reb Yaisi says it's throughout, it's throughout Pesach. Okay, now the Gemara is now going to assume that the Machlegasin Rameir and Rabyasi is is in the following uh, is in the following situation, which is according to Rameir, who says that it's until Pesach starts, I but he said until before Pesach, that was his expression, until before. So Rameir is gonna say a person's not gonna use a word that's unclear. Hence, we'll pick the earliest time for him that's allowed to drink wine. While Rabbi Yaisi will say, no, maybe people will use words that are, that are kind of vague. And there's a chance that he means even throughout Pesach until the last, uh, until the end, the last possible moment of Pesach. And therefore, we're not going to allow him to drink wine through the last day of Pesach. So now the Gemara says, the Memra, do you mean to say, a person will not put him into a situation, top of him with Bez Lasveka? Where he'll be, you know, it'll be a suffix into what he means, and therefore we're going to stick with the earliest possible moment. And Rebbe says, no, maybe he does mean throughout Pesach, because a person would put himself into this situation where it's unclear what he means. Is that true? Says Gemara of Ramini, I'll ask you a contradiction. Listen to this, is Gishmak. Listen closely. It's Merdik. The Mishnah says, A guy's got two wives. He marries wife number one. Ready? And with wife number one, he has two daughters. 
then she dies when they get divorced. Then he marries wife number two, and he has two more daughters. How many daughters does he have total? Four. Two sets of two. Now, the Omar, the father says, Kidashti, I married off as Biti Hagadayla. Remember, father has the right to marry off his daughter, who's a Katanas. He says, I married off my older daughter. I know it was an older daughter. I don't know if it's the oldest daughter or whether it's the older daughter of the younger set. Remember, he has four daughters, two sets. There's an older daughter from wife number one. It's an older daughter from wife number two. Or the Imkatanis Shabbatilis. You know who else is an older sister? Number two of the first marriage is technically older than daughter number three, who's the oldest of the next one. So the first three girls have younger sisters. You could call them older sisters. We don't know. We don't know which older daughter he married off. So what's the halacha? Kula Nasurais, all of these daughters are going to be forbidden to marry anybody because the first three may be married Besides for the baby. Right? The youngest daughter, daughter number four, is the only one who doesn't have a baby sister. So she's the only one who's for sure not married. Everybody else is suffering married. And we don't know where the husband is to, for them to get divorced. Okay. Divrei Rebbe Meir. This has been a Rebbe Meir. Now I want to pause for a moment. And I want us to have how this is going to connect to our sugya. Remember, what's happening in our sugya is that somebody said an expression, I am forbidding wine until before Pesach. It's a very, it's an unclear expression. Rav Meir says, see, you, you go with the, you, you could be lenient and go with the earliest time. Rav Meir says, no, you got to suspect for everything. He might, he might have meant throughout Pesach. Right? Now let's take our case here of the marriage. A guy says, my older daughter is married. Older daughter. It's unclear. That's like saying until before Pesach, older what? Older the oldest, older the youngest, older than the youngest. What are you saying? <coughs> Rav Meir says, you have to be nervous about everything. All three daughters cannot get married. This is a problem, by the way. Because Rav Meir, by the vows, says, if he says until before Pesach, which is unclear... We could be lenient and just say, eh, once you hit Pesach, you're fine. A person doesn't say expressions that are unclear. But over here, Rev Meir says, nah, people will use unclear expressions and therefore I am concerned. Let's keep going. Rabbi Yehoshua says the opposite. No, he says, Kulan everybody's fine. Except for the oldest. He said my older daughter. Guess what? So the oldest, the oldest one, uh, that's what he meant. You know, the oldest one is family. Now, this is a question. Why is this a question? Why is the question? Because it's the exact opposite of what we learned by vows. By vows, Rav Meir seemed to say, we assume that he's only going to say something clear. Over here, he's nervous about unclear. By vows, Rav Yaisi originally said, we're not concerned about... Uh, um, yeah, by vows, Rav Yaisi said, we are concerned about being unclear, so you've got to wait throughout Pesach. But over here, Rabbi Yaisi says, only the oldest, he's not concerned. So which one is it? 
It's a contradiction. To which the Gemara gives a very simple answer. Switch it around. Okay. Which means, our Mishnah should be changed. Change it around. And really the truth is, Rabbi Yaisi is the one who's not concerned. And Rabbi Yaisi is the one who is concerned. Rabbi is the one who is concerned. Says Gemara Vatanya, and we learned in Abraisa, sometimes Vatanya is a question. Over here we're bringing a proof to switch around that opinion. Zeh cloud. this is the rule. Kol Shazmanai Kavua. Anytime you have a Zman Kavua, you have a set time that we know when, that, when it's coming. V'yomar ad lefnei, and a person says, until before, Remeir Omer ad sheyetzei, Yutaka are concerned throughout the entire time. So that's how we know to switch around the Mishnah. Rabbi Yaisi Omer ad sheyagiyah. Rabbi Yaisi says, only a time that, till that time is reached. And therefore a person makes a vow that I'm going to refrain from wine until before Pesach. The Allah is, once it hits Pesach, once you come to Pesach night at the Seder, there's going to be no issue. He's permitted to drink wine. Okay. Beautiful. Yishmak. Let's keep going. Next Mishnah. Samachal of Right smack dab in middle. Here we go. Ad hakotzir. A guy says, I'm not drinking wine until the grain is harvested. Ad habotzir. I'm not drinking wine until the grapes are harvested. Ad hamasik. Or until olives are harvested. In ayosir el ad sheyagia. So, as soon as it's time to harvest that particular crop, you're not allowed to drink wine. Once it comes, you're fine. Zaklal, this is the rule. Anytime there's a set time for something, okay, anytime, which was the end of our Gemara just before, right? There's Azman Kavua, meaning you know when that season is going to arrive. You know, for example, that Pesach is going to arrive. And it's going, to, it's going to last for seven days. You know when harvest season is going to arrive and it's the last for X amount of time. So, until that time comes, Asr So, until it arrives, it's Asr. Once it arrives, you're fine. But if he says, until that time, you're going to be forbidden to drink the wine or whatever you forbid upon yourself throughout that time. Which means, let's say it's Pesach, it's going to, you're going to be. Usher to drink wine not only till Pesach but throughout Pesach. If you said until the harvest season of grain, you're not only going to be forbidden to drink wine until the season starts, it's going to be forbidden to drink wine even throughout the harvesting season. Okay. The Chosh is Let's say there's no set time for something. Okay? I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know. Now, let's say it's a type of item, type of grain. Let's say it's a type of grain or olive or. Thing. There's no set time specific. It doesn't start on this day, this moment, this month. It could be, uh, you know, seasonal. Sometimes it's a week earlier, two weeks later. And this could apply to the wheat, grapes, and everything else. But that's the reality. There's no set time for it. So then, It's only going to be usher until it actually starts. Okay. What if a person says, that I am not going to drink wine until the kayats. Okay? Kayats is uh, referred to as summer, but the Ran here explains it's talking about pick, uh, harvesting figs. All right. Send the is not only when, uh, I'm sorry, if he says ad or he says ad until it is that fig harvesting uh, season. So then, 
So then it's only usher until the harvest actually starts. Okay. Ad yavar hakayitz. Throughout, until the passing of the harvesting of the figs. Ad she'akfilu Then the halacha is that he's not allowed to eat and he's not allowed to drink any wine until even the mikzois are, uh, are cleaned up. Now what's the mikzois? These were specialized tools that were used to harvest the figs. So we're going to say... What, you're, you're not allowed to drink wine until the entire season is over. Not only till the figs are put away, but even when all the machinery and the tools are gone, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be usher to drink the wine. Okay, Tana, we learned in Ebrisa. Kalkala sha'amru, kalkala sha'ta'inam. When we say that he's going to be usher until he brings in the baskets. So it's referring to a basket of figs. But like kalkala shall anavim. Okay. And it's not referring to a basket of anovim. It's not referring to a basket of grapes. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa. We're referring to figs. Um, and that's what it's going to be usher to drink wine. As far as harvesting other things, you're fine. There's no problem. Right? He says, no, that interestingly, if you're, if you're going to say that it's forbidden until you, you deal with the figs, it's also going to be forbidden for grapes. Now, what's going on here? If you said figs, why should it be also on grapes? Listen to this. My time at Tanakama. What's the reason for the Tanakama who says that figs and grapes are, are figs and grapes are independent? He says figs could be um, plucked by hand. And grapes need to be cut using uh, specialized scissors, specialized equipment and therefore kayets which means to uh, which means to to pluck is referring dafka to figs because you don't pluck you don't do kayets on grapes so if he's referring to kayets the issue you only need to be concerned about figs not grapes or says no anavim navi nami ki miradon that there once you get far along into the grape harvest season you don't need to use specialized scissors anymore. The, the vines or the clusters, the wood that the grapes hang on themselves become brittle enough to actually use your hands. And therefore, people could possibly refer to even uh, grape picking as kayats. Hence, if you say asserts for the kayats, we're going to say, says Roshim Mingamliel, says, I'm sorry, says Roshim Mingamliel, it's usher both for figs and grape seasons. Once you harvested both of them, now it's going to be allowed. Okay. Viter. What if he said, I'm not going to drink wine until the, the plucking season has passed. Allah is going to be, You can't even drink wine until the machinery, the tools that are used to cut the figs or to, to dry them out are put away. Tana, we learned in Abraisa. Ad What it means is not till everybody, every last, uh, you know, scissor that was used to, to deal with the figs is put away. Rather, what it means is it's past the season for it uh, for it to be done. Top of tomorrow's daf. You know, just before we start tomorrow's daf, just just to give a quick example. Uh, I was eating with somebody today, Tzchanika, and they were telling me that their sukkah is still up. Okay. All right, so maybe they'll take it down on Purim. I don't know. Now, is it still taking down the sukkah season? No. 
Now, I totally hear it. Like, I'm sure I've had years where it's like, you just, whatever it was, didn't get around to for a while, but Seder. Yeah, it, we, my brother-in-law was here second day. I made him take it down Matzah Yom I knew it was going to be up for a while. Yes, we did. We made sure it was all done uh, that night. But this guy, this guy has to take down a sukkah. So he's still out. So if he would make a nether, I'm not drinking wine until the sukkahs are put away. Is he still usher to drink wine? No, he could drink. Ah, your sukkah's out. doesn't matter. It's past taking down sukkah season. How long is that? I don't know. Give it a week. Maybe two weeks. But once most people in town have their sukkahs down, it's done. That's what we're saying over here as well. If a person says that I'm not going to drink wine until the fig season has passed through, we said until the machinery is put away. The Gemara is explaining, it doesn't need to be your personal machinery. Maybe your personal machinery happened to be out. You're lazy, you're not getting it away, you haven't gotten around to it, whatever. But if most people, if it's past that season and most people have put their stuff away, it's now mutter to drink wine. We'll end off with one more halacha, top of Daf Samach Beis, and we'll hold it here. Bezim, tomorrow we got a few Gishmaka stories, a few Gishmaka Maiselach, but we'll end off with the Braisa, Tana, we learned. Hukfalu Raiv Hamuktois, once most of the scissors of the figs have been put away, Mutarais Mishum Gezel. So any figs that are still out in the field, it's not going to be considered stealing if you take it. We're going to assume that any figs that are left out, since people put away their machinery, they were meyayish on it. They've already abandoned it. They've given up hope. Their mind is not on it. They're happy for people to go and take it. And therefore, if somebody takes these figs that are left out in the field, you're not going to be obligated in miser. Because as we learned earlier, that any true, any uh, produce that you get in from Hefker, there's not going to be a chi of chumas and maestras. Why? Because the Pasuk, we, uh, we explained, the Pasuk taught us that you only need to take chumas and maestras for something that the Levi uh, had, did, not have a, did not have a chilek and nachla in. Any, any item that the Levi never had an option to have, which means it had been privately owned the whole time, such a thing, there's a chi of chumas and maestras. But something that came from Hefker, which the, a Levi, like any member of Kayasrol, had a right to take, he had a chelakin, so to speak. He had a portion. He had a right to take. Such items that come from Hefker, there's no chiv of chumas or because it's not included in that pasuk. Beautiful. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. And Bezrem, tomorrow, we will pick up with Daf Samach Bez, a very, very choshava uh, daf, a lot to learn, a lot of uh, beautiful imudim for life. We will hold it here. I get in a gutavach, Freilich and Hanukkah, and... Uh, Heilige Reish Chaydish. All right, we'll see you everybody tomorrow morning. Bez Hashem.